The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to another episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Taylor Burris here along with Justin Prince, our producer tonight, none other than the great Richard Colbrep and Justin. A world of iRacing news, excitement, and a lot of things happening that con- go coincide with both iRacing and the real world of NASCAR. I think the first thing that everyone is talking about here this week in NASCAR and on iRacing is the Chicago Street Circuit will be officially happening in 2023 for the NASCAR Cup Series. And it is going to be based off of the great scan of the Chicago Street Circuit that we received on iRacing about a year ago and it's great to see iRacing and NASCAR working together to make this happen and here we are seeing a virtual track become a reality. I remember the excitement back when this track was initially unveiled from the city of Chicago and the statements from Chicago's top politicians at the time. There was plenty of excitement for the potential of this circuit becoming reality. But the question was not an if it would become a reality, Taylor, remember back from that time in the eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational, it was a matter of when, whether it was this year or next year. And it's come to be for 2023. It's sad to be at the expense of Road America. Absolutely. When it comes to National Park of Speed. But when it comes to the city of Chicago, it's a huge opportunity for NASCAR as a whole to be able to showcase its top drivers at its top level in the heart of one of the biggest cities in the United States in a manner it has never done before. And iRacing is right at the head of that as part of that years-long process with this track build initially from 2021 to be able to provide the proof of concept for its drivers to be able to execute it from the real world. And, of course, the NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series will take to the streets of Chicago this year for their all-star race happening on August the 2nd. Catch all that action, of course, on Tuesday, August 2nd at 9 p.m., starting with 8.30 pre-race festivities. All of it can be found on iRacing and NASCAR streaming platforms, which is going to be exciting to get another look at the Chicago street course. You know, we saw it about a little over around a year ago, right around the time when the track was released for people to check out on iRacing. We saw a pro invitational race happen on this circuit and it's going to be a good opportunity to see how this will work out. I mean, this track looking over at the layout and actually driving on it, Justin on in the iRacing, it's going to be high speeds straightaways, of course, and very low speed braking corners, of course, that will provide some passing opportunities But also, it's a street circuit in the city of Chicago, which provides a great atmosphere. Personally, I mean, if it it was my choice, I think if we want to do a street race, why not do it on the famous A1A stretch in Daytona Beach, honestly? Yeah, that would be intriguing, to say the very least, to do it on the beachfront at Daytona, in Daytona Beach, rather. Sort of uh, a la arcade 
NASCAR games from the early 2000s style. Or but, um, the ultimate throwback. Yeah, yeah, that's what comes to mind when I think Daytona Beach and racing on the beach. And that's going to be very difficult, what the cars will say, compared to what it was from the virtual side back in the day. But in all seriousness, it opens up the doors for cities and for NASCAR in, as a whole to say, can we set up a track in the heart of New York City, in the heart of, say, Detroit, in the heart of any of the top cities from across the globe and say, let's go street racing where the biggest marketplaces are. Let's go and race in these spots. And iRacing in turn has the opportunity to say, okay, great. We'll be able to bring you that scanning ability to be able to design the course and be able to showcase it as a proof of concept to the virtual world and see how drivers in the real world react to it. But even more so, if they elect to, have the option to be able to see how the public reacts to it before it becomes a reality type of circuit. Of course, you have to remember that race at Chicago when it came to the Provintational back in 2021 was um, pretty wild. If you remember back, Taylor, James Davison looked very quick at the time. It's going to be intriguing how it happens in the real world, though, because obviously the real world could fare fairly differently. But for the All-Stars to get to the final point of that mark, it's going to be wild to see some of the drivers handle themselves in the road course, especially with some of the top drivers in the series, ready to showcase their abilities for an all-star event in Chicago. And, you know, Justin, you made a valid point, you know, with the with the opportunity to try out different street circuits across the world. If you think about it, NASCAR out as far as the major markets for motorsports, of course, that includes IndyCar, Formula One and sports car racing. NASCAR is really the only series that really never went to a street course other than, of course, the beach course back in, you know, the 40s and 50s back in the, those days. That's technically considered a street slash beach course. But for the most part, everyone else still today runs on a street course. And you look at series like Formula E that runs specifically on street courses as well. So it opens a door for different track layouts that iRacing, NASCAR, and the selected cities can work together on in order to build a track that's proper for the NASCAR Cup cars, which are looking more and more ready to run on those road course type configurations compared to the Gen 6 or Gen 5 cars, or even the Gen 4 cars that we've seen all throughout the years of NASCAR. You hit it right there too, with the next gen car, right? Because that's the major thing. In the past, when it came to the stock cars of NASCAR, they weren't optimized, so to speak, as some may say, for a street race. If you remember back to the 1980s, that was with the left-right car and its development. To try and run specifically on street circuits, that didn't come to be when it came to real-world competition back in the day. But the development time was put in. You also have what was the Winston West series that raced on the streets of Long Beach, if you remember right, back in the 1980s and 90s. They wanted to be on the street circuits 30 years ago. Now, with the next-gen car, you have that ability to do so realistically with a car designed not just for ovals, but for road course racing in mind with its suspension to be able to go it through the tight circuits and the tight confines of the streets of a city. I think this is a huge opportunity for NASCAR. It's a huge opportunity for iRacing to be able to work with NASCAR to be able to develop if they elect to go that route, if they haven't already, should say. And even more so, when it comes to the future of cities, 
if they want to host a NASCAR event, they have that opportunity to work with various partners to have a virtual track ready to go to showcase to people and say, this is what the track can be. Let's get it done in the real world. And, of course, for those who are wondering when that weekend will be in 2023, it'll, of course, be on July 1st and 2nd. NASCAR, along with a IMSA sanctioned series, will be competing that same weekend. We don't know which IMSA series. It could be, of course, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Series, the Michelin Pilot Challenge, or one of the Porsche Cup, Super Trofeo, or MX-5 Challenge Series competing on the streets of Chicago alongside the NASCAR Cup Series. Stay tuned for more information here on the iRacing download or any on the speed sport podcast studios or on speedsport.com for more information with that we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to review these two major events that have happened in the world of world championship competition on the iRacing service the e-nascar coca-cola iRacing series the peach tree three as well as the iRacing off-road championship you're listening to the iRacers download on the Speedsport Podcast Studio, presented powered by My Race Pass. Welcome back to the iRacers download on the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Taylor Burris back here with Justin Prince and Richard Colbreth, our producer, as we review some of the special events that happened here in the world of iRacing. Starting off with the special event known as none other than the Peach Tree 3, benefiting, of course, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, held at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, utilizing several fleets of GT4 machinery, the Chevrolet Corvette C8R, and the Global MX-5 Cup Car with Mazda. And Justin, this was a really fun event. It was open to everyone from rookie to pro-level drivers to go out and compete in this race and benefiting the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. They raised $59,000 during that entire weekend. It's one of the biggest charity events for iRacing as a whole throughout the year. It started off, remember, with the run at Charlotte Motor Speedway's Roval last year, and now it's becoming an icon with the Multiple Sclerosis Society, the National MS Society, should rather say, across the country, to be able to raise money for a great cause multiple different organizations including iRacing as a whole with their respective team showcasing things but even more so too on top of raising money for charity and a great cause you have drivers having that ability in turn taylor to be able to see what is coming up in iRacing because that's also become a major staple for the news built up throughout this charity event throughout the yeah. past year and a half it certainly was. We'll touch on who won overall in the Corvette class and in overall. It was none other than Tony Kanaan and his team of drivers who was able to win overall in the Corvette class. A big round of applause by the former Indy 500 winner, Tony Kanaan, taking home that win. Uh, as he was beating, of course, the team driven by NASCAR Cup Series crew chief, champion crew chief, and the director of, of course, competition over at Hendrick Motorsports, Chad Knauss, the 2020 E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series champion, Nick Ottinger, along with iRacing executive producer, Steve Myers, as well. They teamed up together to try and see if they can beat the great champion of Tony Kanon, which they could not. Caught up, caught up in a couple of instances, but able to come home with at least a top 10 finish out of the 15 cars. So we'll see what happens next year. But yes, some of the points that came out first and foremost, the biggest talking point has to be rain. And it's getting a lot more rise and excitement. And I have to say a lot more, uh, going to be a lot more interesting to see after we took a look at some of the pictures, as well as what we will see with this rain update. 
Yeah, that includes, of course, the weather radar being a possibility, Taylor, that was talked about in the screenshots. Also refining a lot of the graphics work for the rain in particular. Remember seeing pop up across social media the night of that action in particular. I think that's going to really perk up some ears of having a weather strategist for a team in the future for road racing. I can see that being a realistic possibility with some of those various screenshots coming in to say, we need to figure out, is it going to rain on this track? Should we take rain tires? Should we try a certain YouTuber from an open wheel video game strategy and hope to stay on slicks at the end of a race? There's a lot of possibilities, I think, when it comes to the rain and the different strategies that can come into play as talked about when it first unveiled, but even more so now with the various different additions showcased in some of the screenshots. And, you know, you notice that point regarding the rain. You know, that is going to come into major play when it comes to our special events on the iRacing calendar once we see the rain released, as well as possibly even for our world championships, most notably for the NASCAR and also the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup. Because especially if we go to a road course race for NASCAR like Watkins Glen, Road America, the Charlotte Road Course, or even the Chicago Street Circuit, we could definitely see the opportunity of rain being utilized. And then for the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup, we could see that happening in just about any one of the races, if not every race at one point or another, just to spice things up. Same thing with the special events such as the 24 Hours of Daytona, Spa, or even the Nürburgring, which would be one that would be exciting to see. You want my honest opinion? This opens it. up the door to potentially, and this is thinking outside the box or probably a lot more into the future, the potential of the technology of adding rain conditions to and precipitation. If you say snow, I'm going to laugh. I'm not saying snow yet. I'm saying you could always sync it up in the future. This could open up the door to having real-world weather potentially because one of the major things with the special events, especially when it comes to rainy conditions in the real world, the track conditions can be variously different compared to what they are in the special events. If you were to able to be able to work on rain to that point, if you're a platform, you might have one of the best platform additions in the history of all of esports competition. To be able to say what happens in the real world happens in the virtual world. But it's a long way out. Opening up the door for rain could open up the door for that. It certainly can, and we look to anticipation. Of course, it is the famous iRacing slogan, hashtag soon. We don't have a release date for it, but we do have some other interesting points that have been released, starting off with a really interesting point when it comes to iRacing and the testing mode on the service, where instead of running around a circuit, especially road course racing, and you struggle on one particular corner on a circuit, or a certain section of corners, maybe at a track such as Le Mans, the Nürburgring, that you just don't want to have to go back and run a full lap on. Well, iRacing is working on the on working on a way to where you could take a certain section of a course and utilize that focus only as to where you need to work on. Perhaps maybe you're struggling with maybe a couple of corners in the Nürburgring where you're like, I don't want to run a full lap just to focus on that. You can actually reset at that point only and test through there until you know, hey, I got a good sector where I can really run good here. I think that is going to be very important for testing to be able to speed up the process, Taylor, because you're absolutely right. If you make mistakes on a certain part of the track, you don't want to say, okay, let's reset. It'll take me 15 minutes to get to that corner. 
But I want to reget that corner once again and again and again. It opens up a, this to speed up the testing process for drivers who elect to do so to be able to get that feel of the car on, say, fresh tires in that part of the circuit and, and do it in a, in a quick manner. It's similar to that of learning the piano, as one of my professors in the university at the University of Windsor described. We start off with the most difficult part first, and then you work to the next section, redo the difficult part. Work to the next section, redo the difficult part. It's doing back and forth over and over with that hard part. This is the way to do it now in the sim world, potentially in the future. And, you know, I kind of hope they break it up kind of also not just by corner, but also by sectors. Because if you think about it, you may actually do well on a circuit, but just that one sector you want to really hone your skills on. I'm hoping iRacing considers doing that as well. So that way you can work on your certain sector times. And then, of course, when you get it down packed, you can then go run a full lap and see how well you have learned and improved on. Isolation practice is the term that I'm referring to on that, Taylor. And that's exactly right. Isolation practice per sector. It opens up the doors to speed up the practice time and be able to help drivers learn. And, of course, it's another one of those hashtag soon moments. We won't know when it's going to be released, but I have a feeling probably before the end of the year, if not the first part of 2023, when we will see that allowed on the iRacing service. But there is some good news of something that is coming very soon, and that is a total rescan to the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and that should be coming in the same week that both NASCAR and IndyCar return to the Brickyard for their competition weekend in a couple of weeks' time, which is great to hear that iRacing in Indianapolis, which we've heard for about over a year now, saying a rescan is coming. Yeah, that was something that I think might have been the possibility in 2020 with the original scan time, but of course we knew, know what happened that year. But it's great to see an updated Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course coming with a lot of the real world facilities or rather real world series utilizing the new updated road course with some of the new chicanes in particular and what's original turn one, essentially, Taylor. So I think that's going to be important for drivers to be able to have that from the real world for the testing ability, but even more so to add to that realism to showcase some of the updates to Indianapolis Motor Speedway as a facility. It certainly is. Of course, that should be released from what they said on the broadcast the same week as well, or if not the week after the NASCAR Cup Series, as well as IndyCar as well. We're at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for their road course event special. Now, we talk about, once again, the NASCAR Series, the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, headed to the Tricky Triangle. And for the first time for Casey Kerwin in 2022, he takes home the win in probably an eNASCAR classic finish at Pocono against former series champion Zach Novak. And coming to the line, it was just by one hundredth of a second. One of the all-time finishes in the history of the series. It was showcased across social media for NASCAR, including on its subreddit on Reddit. That was how exciting it was and compared to 2003 Darlington when it came to Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch. It was that type of a final corner bonsai send, essentially, from Kerwin, who had the opportunity to come away with the victory there to the inside. The door was open for him to try and launch it into that corner to win at the Tricky Triangle in a bumping and banging drag race. Neither of the drivers went down to the bottom of the circuit, as some we've seen do, but it was a picturesque photo finish event. 
absolutely when it came to those two drivers. And Kerwin, keep in mind, had to work his way to that mark after Kerwin pulled a sign initially when Keegan Leahy pushed Novak to the white flag to get the edge in the opening corner of the final lap. But remember, it took a lot of destroyed race cars to set up the final green-white checker. Three GWCs utilized in that race at Pocono. It certainly was a lot of chaos in those closing stages. Of course, the rest of your top five goes as follows. Keegan Leahy with 23-11, Donovan Strauss with William Esports, and Derek Bardot with a top five finish after starting in 20th with the E-Racers team. With that now, only one spot is left for a driver to go on and win. And, of course, that is held by Zach Novak. But nine drivers have won this season. Nine different drivers. Only one spot remains as far as for points position. We'll have to wait and see who will be able to come out on top to make it into the playoffs as we are getting closer and closer to the playoffs here for the round very soon. But the next time we'll see the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series is for their all-star race for those who are past winners or poll winners as they take to the streets of Chicago on August 2nd at 8.30. Starting with Countdown to Green, 9 o'clock is when the coverage begins. Well, from NASCAR competition, we head off into the world of off-road racing and into the jumpy trucks. Justin, another exciting race over at Wild Horse Pass where Alex Bergeron and Keaton Swain sweep both races in race 9 and 10. Alex Bergeron, it was a lot of work to get himself to victory lane. He's been close a few times in the jumpy trucks. But of course, when it comes to Bergeron and Team ABR, Finally able to get the job done when it came to round number nine. But Keaton Swain in particular, that is a huge one when it comes to the points perspective in round 10. With three days and six total races to go in terms of rounds. Because Keaton Swain in that victory got him the edge over Connor Berry with that four tenths of a second advantage that he picked up in round number 10 at Wild Horse Pass. That is huge when it comes to their respective points. And remember... Bergeron and Swain led all the laps in the respective races. That is going to be very intriguing on how it plays out for the championship now between two rivals in the real world, two friends in the virtual world as well. Keaton Swain, Connor Berry, your two favorites for the title. Currently separated by three points. Then you have Josh Edmondson, who's in third. Felix Roy rounding out your four cars. Those are really the four to watch as we get closer. Alex Bergeron, if he can rack up a couple of more finishes better than what he has, because he didn't even finish in the top five in race number two over at Wild Horse Pass. So not what he needs as far as point standings concerned in order to go and challenge both Barry and Swain. Yeah, I think at this point, it's Swain and Barry down to those two, two of the best drivers in the community when it comes to the work they put in with these trucks, but also when it comes to the raw pace. Whenever they're in the league scene, especially in this world championship, it's not a surprise to see them one, two on the pylon. It depends on the track, though, and their starting position, how it plays out. With six rounds remaining, it can go any direction, to be honest. One bad mistake, one bit of bad luck through the traffic in the opening race of a double round night. And it could become one driver of the other's championship. That's how it's been faring out this year with how the momentum's been swinging. Oh, and don't forget, the battle for third is still on, not just with Edmondson, but Felix Roy, who for majority of the races this year has been a walking top three, has a chance six points back for a top three points finish still. 
Yeah, it's going to be great to see what happens when they head off into the next round as we go back to Wild West Motorsports Park for their next round of competition on Wednesday, July 27th, starting at 8.30 with the All-Star Race and the Pro 2 Light Vehicles, and then the Pros return with the Pro 4s at 9 p.m. on Race Spot and on iRacing. So with that, we're going to take one more final break, but when we come back, we will review preview some of the special races coming on this weekend from, of course, also the E-NASCAR College Series, the iRacing 24 Hours of Spa, and, of course, round two of the E-NASCAR Road to Pro Qualifying iRacing Series kicking off at Pocono. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass, and also back here with us, Justin Prince, Richard Colbriff, as well as myself, Taylor Burris, as we preview what's to come here in the world of iRacing starting this weekend with one series making a return. The Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup Qualifying Series kicks off July 23rd at the Hockenheim Ring, the National A Circuit, to kick off their qualifying series. A lot of hungry drivers looking to try to see if they have what it takes to get back or to re- make it in to the Porsche Tagware Esports Super Cup in 2023. And we've talked about it a lot when it comes to eNASCAR competition, its qualifiers. It takes a ton of work to be able to make your way into a world championship. You need to be able to not just conquer your qualifier, but have the right amount of luck to make it through in the qualifying. And when it comes to the Porsche Taker Esports Super Cup qualifiers for this year, I think it's going to be a very busy field because the road side of the platform is always swarming with some of the top drivers you can find when it comes to the respective pace. I think for some of the drivers, it's not going to be very easy. If you get the right amount of speed built up or right amount of preparation built up, but even more so, have the right team to get you to the mountaintop. You can conquer that mountain and make it to the pro level. And we've seen in some cases, Taylor, some of the drivers from those qualifiers become contenders immediately throughout their first season. So I think it's going to be a fun year to see how this year for Porsche Tech or Esports Super Cup qualifiers, it plays out. It certainly is. And the rest of the season will follow with, of course, back-to-back weekends. On July 30th, we head to Silverstone. Then we head to the Red Bull Ring on August 6th. We head to the Americas for Watkins Glen on the 13th of August, the Nürburgring on the August 20th, and the season finale heading to Imola on August 27th. So following, of course, the for, for those who are new to this qualifying series, the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup qualifying series, the top 15 scores will advance to the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup contender series later this fall where there they will do battle as part of a 35-car grid, which includes the 2022 Porsche Esports Super Cup drivers along looking to return to the major series in 23. They'll take the top 15 from the Contender Series, who will join the 15 top finishers from last year's standings to do battle for next year's Pro Championship. For more information regarding that, visit, of course, Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup on motorsports.porsche.com or also on iRacing.com for more information. From one qualifier, we have another qualifier kicking off on Thursday, July 21st. The E-NASCAR Road to Pro Qualifying iRacing Series heads to the Tricky Triangle this weekend. A lot of drivers looking at Parker White and Joey Brown after their dominant victories 
on the road course at Mid-Ohio, but some are looking forward to seeing how this will work out at Pocono. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of perked up eyes in terms of who's got the speed on the ovals because, of course, road course racing is critical this year when it comes to the differences in schedule with the NASCAR. But when it comes to round two with qualifying series, there is one primary constant. You cannot move on to the contender series if you are slow on the ovals. That's where a majority of the speed comes into play this year. Pocono is a very difficult racetrack, obviously, Taylor, to get the job done. It's a very difficult track to be able to master. But with some of the top drivers and some of the top teams in particular, knowing Pocono and Michigan, this next stretch in the next few weeks or so, it's going to be so important, so critical to get the job done right. You do not want to end up relying upon a drop for these next two races, I think. This is where your raw speed as a team comes out. Parker White, Joey Brown, I think are going to be flying once again at those tracks. But the question mark is, how do some of the drivers around the 20s break out? Daniel Eberhardt III, keep an eye on. Keep an eye on Daniel Budafuco, Christian Peterson, Daniel Smallwood, Ryan Doucette are amongst that range who really need to be able to get a good solid run to help build a buffer from the rest of their respective cut line to keep up with where they need to be to be in the contender series the top 20 give you a top rundown of the top 20 while we have a moment of course parker white and joey brown are your top two with the only ones who have wins this season then it's jordy lopez jr christopher pfeffer agnel phillips tucker mentor boyd hogan kenny brady michael cozy jr and andrew navarro round out your top 10 then it's casey tucker brandon mckissick daniel falkingham Omar Diallo, Daniel Botafuco, Kevin King, Jake Nicholas, Daniel Eberhardt, Christopher Hill, and AJ Stravato round out your top 20. Some other drivers who are notable, of course, we mentioned Daniel Smallwood and Christian Peterson in 23rd and 24th. You have Alex Bergeron in 34th position, Drew Freenage in 27th, Matt Coker in 45th, Dalton Collins, who was one of the strong front runners in round one, he's in 46th position. And then, of course, towards the back half of the field, Rajah Karuth in 53rd, Dustin Johnson 57th, Trevor Perry, Brian Blackbird, Anthony Burroughs, and Kyle Myers, 64 drivers competing for a shot of those coveted 20 positions. So we lost a couple of drivers. At least six drivers chose not to continue into round number two. We'll see how the action goes starting on the course July 21st, 9 p.m., only on, of course, iRacing streaming services with Podium and FTF. With that, we also have a special series coming once again, the return of the the eNASCAR College iRacing series returning this fall, starting, of course, on September 6th at the Homestead Miami Speedway, Auto Club Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course, Nashville Super Speedway to be those four races utilizing the NASCAR Xfinity cars. I think that's the biggest change out of that is switching to the NASCAR Xfinity Series cars because that kind of falls the natural progression of the year if you consider things a little bit. But it's also in terms of helping reach those new demographics and introducing them to the sport of NASCAR, as Ray Smith said during his respective statement. And I think this is going to be a fun slate of racetracks because you have a good mixture of them. You have mile-and-a-half facility in Homestead that brings multi-groove racing. You have a two-mile facility in Auto Club that really utilizes multi-groove racing as well as maximizes those who can manage tire wear 
after they're done qualifying for the race in of itself. You have the Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course, which is a road course that is tricky, but is also one for some newcomers that is fairly, in terms of easier, in terms of learning curve to sort out. But then you have a concrete track like Nashville that mixes it up, all while fighting for a chance to earn scholarship funds and bursaries. And that's the huge thing, being able to raise money for your respective post-secondary school education, Taylor. And for many of these drivers, this is their biggest chance to be able to potentially pay a full semester if they can pay their way to checkered flag time by the end of some of these races. It certainly is. And of course, like you pointed out, 13,000 students are eligible to compete. And if you are one of those 13,000 students who want to register, visit enascar.com or playflyesports.com for more information. Finally, in the world of iRacing news, the iRacing special event happening this weekend is none other than the Spa 24. The 24 hours of Spa powered by Hoisingfeld as an endurance race held at the Belgium circuit of Circuit de Spa Franco Champs. And this race has been utilized on the iRacing service for quite a number of years. And in fact, the real world counterpart of it started back in 1924 three and is now part of the intercontinental gt challenge series in the real real world utilizing the gt3 spec cars which we have a plethora of here on the iRacing service i mean justin it's a matter of pick your poison when it comes to sports car racing here on the iRacing service you have of course some of the favorites that we've had on the service a long time the audi r8 or the audi r8 lms the ferrari 488 gt3 evo of course, the BMW M4, the Lamborghini Huracan, the McLaren MP4, the Porsche 911 GT3R, and also for the first time this year, that'll be utilized in GT3-only competition, the brand-new Mercedes-AMG GT3. I think this year's spa is going to be a fun one for some of our top drivers when it comes to the 24-hour spa powered by Hoisinveld because it's always a racetrack that brings out the best of the best in and I know I say that a lot, but when it comes to this track, it it really does when you consider it, Taylor, because at first glance, you think about speed, speed, and more speed when it comes to Spa, right? Because the camel straight in the run for Blanchemont up to the final corner. But as talked about a bit in the past, if you do not execute in Sector 2, the run where it's very technical, a lot of tight, harder braking zones, you won't have the speed to utilize your car to make passes for Blanchemont. You won't have the positioning to be able to take advantage of draft for the Kimmel straight. So there's a lot that rides on this race for some teams. I think this year's race is going to be one to watch for, especially knowing a lot of the history in the past that has come to play in the spa. Who can forget that year a few years ago, in fact, when you had Max Verstappen to the brake issues in the final 30 minutes of the race, top split competition, that was around 2017-2018. And having a near two-minute lead be evaporated to about a few seconds or so that they were able to hold on to just because of that buffer time they built up during the whole 24 hours. You never know what can happen at Spa. You never know if you're going to be involved in a lap one incident or have your brake pedal break on lap 195. It's all about... Can you execute at a track that's hosted endurance action since 1923? 
And of course, Justin, this is one thing also to consider. Of course, this race will be broadcasted, powered by VCO on Race Spot TV. And who knows, you might see yours truly and you as well, Justin, during the commentary of that event. Who knows, we might have another iRacers download late night edition, as we call that special event here happening this weekend. Who knows, who knows indeed. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> to say the very least. I oh, think like it's going to be a fun one. I agree. Of course, we had a great time the last time me and you called a 24-hour event back in April or May, I believe, with the 24 hours of Nürburgring. So for those of you who are listening to the iRacers download, stay tuned for more. We'll let you know if we're going to be up on the pit box with our favorite race spot team as we get ready to see this special, great, historic race on the iRacing service. With that, though, Justin, it's hard to believe another episode of the iRacers download has come to a close. But with that... We'd like to say thank you for listening to this week's episode, and we will see you next week on the iRacers Download. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. <laughs>